You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world. Another time. In the age of wonder. There was once a dream. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! <laughs> Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dusted around. Think that hap-hap-happiest thought. And let's fly away to Neverland with me, your head lost boy, Jeremy, the Spider-Pan. And I have got a lot of different mishmash bits of fun to share this week. It is our 301st episode. I feel like I'm starting a new... Uh, Centennial, I guess, would be the word for it. Uh, We haven't quite finished our sixth season, though. The sixth season will wrap up here at the end of November, and then we'll go into a whole seventh season. My goodness, I'm still going with this. Uh, There's days that I've wondered if I'll be able to keep going with it, but uh, and this has almost kind of been one of those weeks. I've got to tell you, I've worked on a lot of different guests to be able to get something lined up for this week, and none of them came through yet. Uh, There's a couple authors I've been speaking with, uh, that I need to get something kind of nailed down. Uh, one of them being an author who's written for Dark Crystal Books, and he was able to uh, work on the Age of Resistance uh, series. Uh, and I'm, I've been I've been in contact with him. I'm trying to work out some details to try to have him come on. He even developed a podling language that was used in the series uh, that he also used in four books that he's written. It's a very interesting story. I'm hoping to have him on soon. I'm hoping to have him on actually a lot sooner than this so we could talk about that series in a bit more depth. Uh, I would also like to be able to do a review of the series, but I haven't gotten things coordinated with anybody yet other than me that has seen the series, and I want to have a discussion on it, so we're working on that. We'll have that upcoming in a future episode. Uh, the other author, I can't think of his name right now, uh, but he has written a book, and I can't even think of the name. It was, it was a while ago that I contacted him about his book. Uh, so, But uh, I'm working on that. I'm also working on... Uh, I think I'm going to be speaking with Kay Mallins very soon about the upcoming Tune Fest in Marceline, Missouri. That happens every year. This year it will be on September 21st. I go every year, uh, but I don't see their official website up anymore. What they have is an event page on Facebook now for Tune Fest in Marceline, and it says on that page that this is going to be the last year of Tune Fest as we know it. I don't know exactly what that means, but it frightens me, and I, I hope that they're going to continue doing something. I don't know what this means. This is a final Tune Fest, but maybe next year they'll have just a different name for it, and maybe they're going to do something slightly different. I don't know. Uh, also, on the 14th, uh, I'm thinking about going, but I probably won't be able to. But up in Marceline, they're finally going to have an opening day for the rebuilt Midget Autopia. Now, I... 
yeah, I, last time I talked to Peter Whitehead, I think it was just going to be a walking path that they were going to build because it would be too expensive to maintain the vehicles and actually have it as a running ride. So I'm not sure exactly what all they've reopened with this rebuilding it on a different location. It's over by the museum now. It's not over in the park where it was originally in Marceline. Uh, but I'm thinking about getting out there, but I also have an event here locally for uh, the radio station I volunteer at, not for the one I, I get paid to work at. Uh, but there's an event, a, a concert that is free that I was thinking to go to. Uh, so I don't know if I can squeeze it all in one day. I may just exhaust myself next weekend if I try to do it all. Uh, especially I've even been asked to help out on something next Sunday. Uh, so I'm not really sure what all I've got going on next week. But hopefully I get a show recorded before the weekend because it sounds like I'm going to be very busy. So, uh, But I've got lots of different things kind of on the burner for the show. But nothing has really got cooked enough to be able to come on. I even have a bunch of topical ideas to have with Eric, which Eric is, uh, he said he's going to be able to work from home eventually, and it'll be a lot easier for us to get going, because I need to probably record more on weekdays than on weekends to keep this show going. So it's been a complicated type of thing, but I've got all these topical things. I've got a couple of guests uh, from that story show that I'm hoping to record with. Uh, this week early on to have for next week's show, if, if possible. Uh, we're going to have a fun topical discussion, and hopefully that all works out the way it's supposed to. It's just been a really kind of wacky couple of weeks getting ready for this festival. Like I said, this concert that uh, has come up with the other station, and also you know working at the radio station that I get paid at. and uh, So, yeah, I just feel like I've been exhausting myself. We're even also uh, trying to move things along to, uh, to get us a house. I think it's going to take us uh, a bit longer to actually get into it, but uh, we're working on a few things. We would like to get into a house instead of the apartment that I record from, and who knows, maybe I'll have a better sound quality from the house that I record from. Who knows? Uh, but there's a lot of things going on in my life, but uh, i, I got to tell you at least one kind of fun story. So Lost Boy Philip, you all know, he's, I've known him since I'm seven. Uh, we call him the Kryptonian around here. Uh, well, he had a late birthday present show up. Uh, I guess he's been working on this for a while. But uh, a late birthday present for me come along. And what it turned out to be is a, you know, pretty much cosplay level uh, Spider-Man costume. And it's, uh, if you've seen online some of the cosplayers, it's one where it looks like uh, Mark Bagley drew it. You know, it's it's got the shading. It's very comic book looking. Uh, but, uh, unfortunately I'm a bit overweight and I wasn't able to zip it up. I was trying it on because <laughs> uh, I was thinking, Hey, cool. A Halloween costume. And even something, I mean, this is cosplay level type of thing uh, that I could wear to maybe planet comic-con this year. Although it, it would be interesting for me carrying all the gear I usually show up with to record things <laughs> and not to mention I am, I am planning on having a, uh, a panel this year. A Planet Comic Con. I need to look up when that. I need to start turning that in. I got, I got so many things going on. I feel like I'm exhausting myself. But it's just giving me a goal, though. By the way, to hopefully by Halloween, maybe probably not. But by Planet Comic Con, maybe uh, slim down a little bit. Maybe I need to go on a keto diet or at least exercise some more. But uh, slim down my waist a bit to where I can actually zip this costume up uh, and be able to fit nicely into it. Although uh, uh, with the, the jelly roll that I'm currently carrying uh, around my middle, it might not look as good on me, but, you know, I, who cares if it looks good? It's just fun to wear, right? So, <laughs> but it gives me a, a target goal to, to try to lose some weight. Uh, other things that I'm going to be aiming to do is uh, Paul Berry of A Window to the Magic just sent out invitations through his Facebook event that there will be a Friends of the Magic 2020 which gives me the goal of trying to get myself over to Disneyland for Friends of the Magic, which would be my first time ever actually being to Disneyland, and especially since I haven't been to a Disney park in now over 10 years, which we discussed that uh, 
last month, I guess it was, yeah. So I would like to be able to get over to that. I may have to rely on your Patreon support to get me there. We may have to do some sort of a, a drive to see if y'all would like me to be able to get there so I can get some recordings from Disneyland and of the event for you that I can share. Uh, that would be great. Then, of course, if I'm going, I've got to also plan what sort of a meetup I want to do. Uh, then it would be fun because then I can meet some of you uh, at Disneyland. It would be a great idea. So... Uh, we'll have to figure that out and see if I can get something rolling by next year because all these Friends of the Magic have always had to send a, a co-host out there to represent the show, and I would like to be able to get out there myself, but uh, we'll have to see what happens. I think that's everything I wanted to run through, other than uh, there was a bit of fun with uh, at the radio station that I work with that I'm getting paid to work at. Uh, I am doing some personal branding, and I... Uh, I was, when I was giving a newscast, I would refer to myself as the Neverlander Jeremy Shields, but uh, the new guy in charge says that maybe that's not such a good idea, because that gives a lighter tone when you might have some serious news that you're going to report on. So what I've done is I've created some uh, some bumpers and a, a sounder, and uh, you know what? Let me share one of those with you right now. Good morning, Neverland! There he is! A man so quick, he's even fast asleep! You're Neverlander. Jeremy Shields. Northwest Missouri's Classic Rock. Quick 100.1. So isn't that fun? So I'm I'm going to play those at like 5.30 in the morning and then maybe about 6 o'clock, you know, play another one. And uh, so I've got like two versions of it. One has a music bed that I have about 15 seconds to say good morning. It is this day, this date. Here's what's coming up this morning. And, you know, well, you know, 100.1 Classic Rock, you know, that kind of thing, you know. That sort of thing, you know. So I, I'm, I'm working on some different things to kind of build that career up because right now, I'm, like I've, I've said many times, I've had to start small. Uh, but yeah, so that's what's going on in my life, and uh, I do want to dive though into a few quick. Disney bits of news before we get into some great audio, which I'm going to share. Uh, we're going to have some story time today. I've got Eric's audio from uh, Smuggler's Run from when he was at Galaxy's Edge, or as we know him, uh, I believe he is Lost Boy Yensid. I can't remember who's Yensen and who's Retlob, <laughs> but I can just call him Lost Boy Eric. But he sent us some audio from Smuggler's Run, and also I have some uh, lots of audio he's sent in that I haven't never gotten a chance to play because some of them it's pretty long. But he's also got audio from the Kilimanjaro Safaris. Uh, so we're going to have a mishmash today. We're going to listen to a couple of different audios from uh, from Walt Disney World. Also, I've got story time. We're going to listen to a Tangled recording that I uh, acquired oh a little while ago. Uh, and it's been a long time since we had a good story time. So that's that's the plan for today. So let's just have some fun and get our week started off on a high note. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Well, the first thing I really want to get into is it is Halloween time now at the Disney parks. And I found a listing here on the parks blog about some of the different foods that are going to be available. I don't want to go through every piece of food item because it's a very long list. Uh, we've had fun going through some of these lists in the past uh, and making our mouths water quite a bit. But there are Halloween churros at Disneyland based around Maleficent, Pumpkin Spice, which I'm sold right there, Pumpkin Spice. Uh, there's a Cocoa Churro, 
Oh, cocoa churro. Oh, cinnamon dusted churro with a spicy cocoa dipping sauce. Oh, so it's cinnamon and chocolate. Wow. Bride churro near the Haunted Mansion, obviously. Vanilla and sugar on there. Uh, a groom churro to go with the bride one, which is a duo of dark and milk chocolate. So there's different types of churros, and uh, they're fun themed. But I would, knowing me, I'm going to go for that pumpkin spice. Uh, I know it's only September, and some people think it's too early, but I have just this weekend. I've had a pumpkin muffin over at a Quick Trip. I had a, I shared a pumpkin shake uh, with my wife because I didn't want to eat the whole thing. Cause I'm diabetic. I got to be somewhat smart. And uh, I wasn't able to use the straw. I didn't get a crown put in, in my mouth. Oh, that's a whole other story I could get into with, uh, with going to the dentist, but, uh, well, we'll save that for another time, but I've got a temporary crown in my mouth, so I couldn't suck on the straw. So I had to use a spoon to eat my pumpkin spice shake, but oh yeah. Uh, the Disney California adventure park has different kinds of churros. They have s'mores churros, caramel apple churros, and a Halloween churro over by the Cozy Cone Motel, which is a churro rolled in chocolate cream-filled cookies with green icing, gummy worms, and candies. And then a horchata churro. With the horchata churro, it's got condensed milk. Uh, I'm not sure what sort of flavor horchata would be. Um, don't know. There is also some of the same ones in the California Adventure that you're going to find over in the other, like the pumpkin spice is going to be over there as well, which would be interesting for me. I would definitely enjoy, like I said, a pumpkin spice. Uh, of course, there's going to be candy corn, cotton candy. Uh, the Coronation Cafe will have spicy fried chicken sandwich. Uh, the Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor. Only You only can order this on mobile ordering, but they have a trick-or-treat Sunday duo, and that's two Sundays in one. It's sour gummy ice cream. That's interesting. Uh, with raspberry sauce, gummy treats, and fruit candies, and chocolate ice cream with hot fudge and pieces of chocolate candy bars. I think I could go for the chocolate ice cream, but I don't know about sour gummy ice cream and raspberry sauce. That's that's not really my thing. I would think I would say, can you just double up the chocolate ice cream? Thank you very much. Uh, there's also at the Jolly Holiday Bakery, mortar, mobile ordering is available. Oh, it's not. I, I think I got confused on that last one. I said mobile ordering only, but it's just that it's available. It's not an only. It's just available. Oh, and there's very, very cute photos on the blog. There's like Mickey heads that are like look like mummies with little dots. Uh, so there's typically some fun treats anyway. But toasted salsa, rojo chicken sandwich combos, sweet potato hand pie, Bruella Deville brownies, graveyard cupcake, spiced bun cake, layered pumpkin cheesecake. Oh Lord, layered pumpkin cheesecake. Uh, sign me up. Mobile order, please. Can you deliver it all the way to Gladstone, Missouri? Thank you. Uh, pumpkin muffin and a mummy macaroon. That must be these pictures I'm seeing. What it looked like a Mickey Mouse head that looked like a mummy. Uh, the refreshment corner has a Hades dog. I bet that thing's got to be spicy. The market house has a bat cookie. The Plaza Inn has monster Halloween cake, chocolate coffee Yule logs, and Halloween mini mouse cakes. The rose, the Red Rose Tavern has Black Rose Desert and Pumpkin Spice Shake. Let's see, a frozen blend of white chocolate and pumpkin spice with salted caramel and whipped cream. Oh man, I'm, I may have to go get myself something to snack on before I get out of this. The Galactic Grill even has some stuff. The Darth by Chocolate Parfait. Get it? Instead of Death by Chocolate? That's fun. The Blood Orange Slush. Oh, Blood Orange Slush with a swirl of raspberry sauce. Now, I'm not really keen on raspberry, but I don't know. Blood Orange sounds pretty tasty to me. Loaded Fleet Fries. That's a loaded waffle fries topped with a slow-cooked barbecued pulled pork, cheese, chipotle ranch, and cream cilantro lime coleslaw. Ooh, and the Alien Pizza Planet has a Supernova Special Delicium 639 Pizza. 
the Flavus Tropicus Parfait, Vampire Alien Macaroon with Lemon Filling. There's a picture of that here on the Business and Parks blog. It's very cute. It's basically an alien three-eyed head, but he's got uh, vampire fangs and uh, sort of the V thing on his, on his uh, head, like he's wearing a thing. Oh, there, but there's the list goes on and on and on. I don't want to go through over the entire list, uh, but fun decorative type trip. You know, you almost want to look at it, take a picture before you eat it. Really, it'll be on your Instagram. Uh, just these pictures are great of some of the fun little uh, styles. I even see there's a drink that has a couple of dice in it, uh, Mr. Oogie Boogie style. Uh, and a lot of it looks very delicious. A lot of s'mores, a lot of pumpkin, a lot of apples and candy corn just oh wow this stuff looks good uh but yeah cruising on through and just fun to look at these pictures are great even a poison apple cookie uh that i can find here but i, I want to move on here I, you know that's it's a long list of food uh but carol spinney and you might know him as uh, big bird uh, <laughs> i think they've got a different big bird now but he had to mention that you know he's he's getting older but due to his health and aging he just cannot do any more convention appearances and he's uh, appreciating a lot of the uh, kind comments he's been getting that he has to step down from all his convention appearances. That's unfortunate. I never got a chance to meet him, and I would like to have. But who knows? Maybe we can get him on the show sometime. Another bit of fun news that I found out that Toby Froud, who was the baby, uh, I believe they used twin babies, in Labyrinth, Toby Froud is now working in uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop, apparently, and did some work. Uh, on Dark Crystal, The Age of Resistance. This information was released by Netflix. Now, the interesting Toby Froud is the son of Brian and Wendy Froud. Now, Brian Froud, you might remember his name for his artwork that was the designs of the Dark Crystal and even Wendy Froud, who designed the Gelflings. Uh, so this is pretty fun. And uh, he is uh, even uh, the son here. Toby has actually been a sculptor over at Leica Studios, which is, you know, they're the ones that do Paranorman and Kubo and the Two Strings and amongst the other movies. So he's quite the sculptor. But a very, very cool bit of information that was out this week. Another bit of infra- interesting information that uh, started showing up online is that uh, Palpatine and Vader themselves, Ian McDermott and Hayden Christensen, stopped by a primary children's, children's hospital, easy for me to say, in Salt Lake City on Thursday morning and visited with some of the patients. The little photo ops and meet and greets and things like that. And there's uh, some cute photos that people released on Twitter with uh, kids getting to talk to Ian McDermott and stuff like that. Uh, just a lot of things. Uh, later on that day, though, John Riz Davis did show up as well. You might know him from Lord of the Rings and Indiana Jones fame. So that's pretty cool that they did that. Also, uh, I guess we got to give on the bad news. Uh, it seems to be a bit more official now that... Uh, Talks are pretty much over right now between Sony and Marvel Studios. Um, But the actual quote from the uh, chief of Sony says, For the moment, the door is closed. So I'm taking some hope in the fact that he said, For the moment. Uh, So at this point, though, there is no connection. We don't expect to see any more Spider-Man Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. So now I guess if you wanted to go into that Spider-Man panic mode that everybody went into before, I guess now you can, but I'm still holding on to hope that they are going to eventually come to some sort of agreement, but I guess right now there aren't any talks going on. Uh, But once again, he did say, for the moment, the door's closed. So that's kind of a for now, but it doesn't mean that it won't get fixed up later. Something else that's very interesting, because we did have, you know, a Hurricane Dorian coming through, uh, but... uh, 
on Wednesday, uh, there was some stuff on the Disney Parks blog that a baby Eland uh, was born in the Animal Kingdom. Um, and this is... They named him Doppler. This is similar to uh, a deer. I don't know how else to explain it without you get looking at the picture. I figure it's a type of an antelope. It's an eland. I'm sure I've seen these before in zoos. Uh, very cute little guy named Doppler. But he arrived as a... Po he was a post-storm arrival. Uh, although it says on here the gender is not known of yet and everything. I guess they have to ask him. Okay, never mind. <laughs> but they, you know, they, they, they got tests they do and uh, stuff like that to find out. But, you know, little guy or little girl, whatever. Doppler is the name because of the weather. Uh, then something else that popped out here uh, by the end of the month is apparently on the Nintendo Switch and some other consoles, we're going to get like an Aladdin Lion King release of some sort, like a retro release. Uh, and what I'm finding here on the list uh, on IGN, they say Disney's Aladdin, Sega Genesis version. Uh, but I don't see that the um, Super Nintendo version, which, you know, the Genesis version to me, as far as presentation was better, but I've heard that the Super Nintendo game itself is probably a better game. Uh, that seems to be open to opinion. I, I found the Sega one to be quite difficult, but the, yeah, the animation was smooth because it, it was more made with Disney animators. The Sega one I thought was superior in that way. But uh, also the Game Boy version, which is also going to have the Super Game Boy version, which applies a bit more color, Super Game Boy style. Uh, Disney's Aladdin Final Cut. We don't know what it is. Disney's Aladdin Trade Show Demo. Uh, then, of course, the Lion King Sega and Super Nintendo version, uh, which I think they were virtually a lot of the same game. Then a Lion King Game Boy version, all going to be... Uh, in one package for the release on the Switch. It's probably going to be a downloadable, but I, it looks like you will be able to also purchase a disc, and I, I like having a hard copy. Uh, but this uh, is at least available for the Switch. I'm, I was thought I heard something about it. There's going to be some other platforms. Yeah, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and PC will be getting versions of this. Uh, so right now, they're looking to release it October 29th, and will retail about $29.99. Uh, so that's definitely something I'll be looking forward to. There's a lot of other games that I would like to get, and, you know, piece at a time, piece at a time. So, but that is just a little bit of some of the news that's been going on here lately. Uh, I wanted to at least update you on a few things. But for now, from the rest of this, instead of hearing from me, let's hear, so let's go to story time, and let's go and hear some audio from the parks. So, enjoy. This is your Neverland story time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. When Rapunzel meets Flynn Rider, the pair travel across the kingdom. To find out what happens, read along with me in your book. You will know it's time to turn the page when you hear this sound. Let's begin now. Once there lived a king and queen. They were very happy together. When the queen was expecting a baby, she fell ill. The king's men searched far and wide until they found a magical golden flower. The queen was cured. Soon, a golden-haired daughter was born. Everyone celebrated, except an old woman named Mother Gothel. She had used the golden flower for hundreds of years to keep from aging. She was furious that it was gone, so she went to the castle. Realizing the child's golden hair had the same magic as the flower, she kidnapped her. The girl was called Rapunzel. Mother Gothel raised her in a tower. 
She kept her hidden there for nearly 18 years. You must stay here where you're safe. She said it was dangerous outside, but she actually wanted Rapunzel's magic hair for herself. Rapunzel's hair grew so long that Mother Gothel used it to come and go from the tower. Rapunzel, let down your hair. Rapunzel would use her hair to pull up Mother Gothel. Although Rapunzel never left the tower, she kept busy. She painted, played music, and learned how to do lots of other things, such as knit and cook. Rapunzel even had a pet chameleon named Pascal, who kept her company. Still, she longed for one thing. Each year on Rapunzel's birthday, floating lights filled the sky. Rapunzel desperately wanted to see them. She didn't know they were lanterns released by the king and queen, who hoped their daughter would someday return. Rapunzel felt the lanterns were somehow meant for her. She even painted them on a tower wall. Rapunzel begged Mother Gothel to see the lights for her 18th birthday. I need to see them in person. I have to know what they are. Mother Gothel refused. Don't ever ask to leave this tower again. Soon, Mother Gothel went out into the forest. Meanwhile, a thief named Flynn Rider was nearby. The royal guards were chasing him since he had a stolen crown in his bag. The captain led the chase. Retrieve that satchel at any cost! The captain's horse, Maximus, nearly caught Flynn, but the thief escaped. Flynn discovered Rapunzel's secret tower. He climbed up the outside, thinking he'd found the perfect place to hide. Instead, Rapunzel knocked out Flynn with a frying pan. She tied him up and took the crown. Sure that this was her only chance to see the lights, she offered Flynn a deal. You will act as my guide, take me to these lanterns, and return me home safely. Afterward, she would give him the crown. Unfortunately, the kingdom and I aren't simpatico at the moment. But Flynn had no choice. Fine, I'll take you to see the lanterns. Flynn climbed down the tower, and Rapunzel used her hair to leave. For the first time, her feet touched the grass. I can't believe I did this! She felt as if her life was finally beginning. This is so fun! Flynn took Rapunzel to a pub, hoping to frighten her. If you can't handle this place, maybe you should be back in your tower. Instead, Rapunzel told a crowd of tough guys about the floating lights. Because I've been dreaming about them my entire life! The men liked her. They shared their dreams, too. Soon, Mother Gothel returned to the tower. Rapunzel, let down your hair. Rapunzel didn't answer, so Mother Gothel went up the tower's hidden staircase. She found the stolen crown and a wanted poster of Flynn. Mother Gothel set off to bring back Rapunzel. 
Meanwhile, palace guards and Maximus suddenly arrived at the pub. They were looking for Flynn. Where's Ryder? I know he's in here somewhere. Find him. The men at the pub wanted Rapunzel to see the lights, so one of them showed her and Flynn a secret tunnel. Go, live your dream. The guards chased Rapunzel and Flynn. Rapunzel used her hair to help them escape, but the two became trapped in a cave. Water rushed in. Flynn could not find a way out. I can't see anything. Then Rapunzel admitted something. I have magic hair that glows when I sing. She sang, and her hair lit up the water. They dove down and swam toward an opening. They escaped at the last minute. We made it. We're alive. Rapunzel noticed that Flynn's hand was cut. She wrapped it in her magic hair and sang. Flower, clean and glow. Let your power shine. Make the clock reverse. Bring back what once was mine. Heal what has been hurt. Change the fate's design. Save what has been lost. Bring back what once was mine. What once was mine. Flynn could not believe it. Her hair had healed his hand. How long has it been doing that exactly? Rapunzel was different from anyone he'd ever met. The two talked for a while. Meanwhile, Mother Gothel had tracked down Flynn and Rapunzel. She met the Stabbington brothers, two criminals who were after Flynn and the crown. I was going to offer you something worth 1,000 crowns. Later, Flynn went to get firewood, and Mother Gothel appeared. She had followed Rapunzel. We're going home, Rapunzel. Now. Rapunzel wouldn't leave. I met someone. She likes me. Mother Gothel dared Rapunzel to give Flynn the crown, sure that he would leave Rapunzel as soon as he had it. I will. Rapunzel agreed, but she took the crown and hid it. The next morning was Rapunzel's birthday. Then Maximus showed up. Rapunzel convinced the horse not to take Flynn away. Today is kind of the biggest day of my life. I need you not to get him arrested. Soon they arrived in the city. The kingdom was celebrating the memory of their lost princess. Her birthday was the same as Rapunzel's. Rapunzel saw a painting of the royal family. She felt as if she belonged there in the kingdom. When the townsfolk began to dance, Rapunzel and Flynn clasped hands and joined in. Later, they ate cake and went to shops together. It was a magical day. Rapunzel was very happy. That evening, Flynn rode Rapunzel into the harbor. Well, best day of your life. I figured you should have a decent seat. 
As the sky filled with lanterns, the pair realized they cared for each other. Rapunzel knew Flynn wouldn't leave her. She handed him the crown. I should have given it to you before, but I was just scared. Flynn saw the Stabbington brothers on shore. There's just something I had to take care of. He gave the crown to the brothers, thinking they'd go away. Rapunzel was more important. But the crown was not what they were after. We want her instead. The brothers tied up Flynn and sent him off in a boat. Then they told Rapunzel that Flynn had left with the crown. Fair trade. A crown for the girl with the magic hair. What? No, he wouldn't. Rapunzel was shocked. The brothers tried to get Rapunzel, but she ran into the forest. When she heard a scuffle, she returned. Mother Gothel was standing over the brothers. She had knocked them out. Oh, my precious girl. Are you all right? This was part of her cruel plan to get Rapunzel to return to the tower. You were right, Mother. You were right about everything. Back at the tower, Rapunzel kept thinking about the lanterns on her birthday and the portrait of the royal family. She looked at her paintings on the tower walls. Finally, it all started to make sense. I am the lost princess. Rapunzel realized that Mother Gothel had kept her prisoner. And I will never let you use my hair again! Then Flynn arrived. Mother Gothel hurt him badly, but Flynn wouldn't let Rapunzel heal him. Instead, he cut her magical hair so she would be free. Mother Gothel was destroyed. You are my new dream. Flynn closed his eyes. He was gone. Rapunzel wept, and a tear fell on Flynn. He was saved. There was magic in Rapunzel's tears, too. Now that she was free, Rapunzel returned to the kingdom with Flynn, Maximus, and Pascal. The king and queen were overjoyed to see their daughter. Although Rapunzel's hair was no longer magical, she was happier from that day on than she could ever have dreamed.
flashing buttons. Only one engineer.
Safi River. We're going to find some animals that love water, hopefully. Everybody here is super stoked about getting to see some uh, crocodile, right? Oh, yeah. Now, I see the hippos there. Don't oh, worry. I'm, I'm leaving them because they're so hard to see, especially if you're on the left-hand side. Trust me for a bit. Just a moment here. Hippos are nocturnal. They are very sensitive. They overheat pretty easily, so they spend their daytime snoozing underwater. These guys can hold their breath. Here you go on the left side now. They hold their breath. You know, eight minutes at a time. Really, only half the brain has to wake up for them to pop up for air, so it's working out perfectly. They're just having their siesta right now. Nighttime is when they like to come out. That's when they do the bulk of their feeding and socializing. They do socialize. Well, only with, you know, themselves, really. Um... <laughs> pink back pelicans on the middle island are kind of all over the place right there's a tushy of one more there right here now the pink back pelicans have a wingspan around six to eight feet there wow. huge i'm actually kind of cute <laughs> now hippos are also cute unfortunately they're also considered africa's most dangerous animal they are very territorial and incredibly aggressive which is why i love to see them because they're adorable but from far far away like this where we're much safer now I know all of you were super stoked about this. There's coming up are the Nile crocodile. Oh my gosh. Come on, they're cute, right? They're, look, he's smiling. Now, when they have their mouth open like that, they're actually dropping their body temperature to match the area around them. They're cold-blooded, they have to match. Average for these guys is about 15 foot long, something in range of 500 pounds. In the realm of crocodile, those guys are kind of dainty and adorable. Again, from far, far, far away. Not nearly so cute close, trust me. Great morning. We're going to go this way, see what's happening over at the Savannah next. You're going to like this. Savannah is great big open grasslands. Kind of important ecosystem. Lots and lots of animals call it home. It's really the only home they have. It's an easy thing to help conserve, too. Something as simple as buying recycled paper products makes a massive difference, not just for Savannah, but everywhere in the world. The more wood we reuse, the more paper we reuse, less trees, less homes we're taking from other animals all over the world. It does make a huge difference, and it's a little thing that can be done. Here we go. Now eventually this cold front will go away. Won't that be nice? Does anybody live in a place where it snows? No. Believe it or not, this is a cold front for us, too. <laughs> I swear. Ooh, giraffe. We're going to be where the giraffe are. We're going to see, going to see them eating. That's really all they do anyway. Uh, giraffe actually do eat 20 hours a day every single day of their entire life. It's crazy. The four hours left over is mostly spent looking for more food to eat. So they get about 30 to 40 minutes of sleep a day. Everything else is about food. You imagine the metabolism. I mean, they're not that heavy. Their average is about 16, 20 foot right around there, and generally under 2,000 pounds, which is, bless you, bless you again. Bless you. That's three. you got to stop there now. <laughs> so my mom always said, you can not do it anymore. I'm like, okay. Beautiful. On the right-hand side now, see, is anybody running around on the left at all? Looking or looking? My dramatic slow driving here. It's kind of fun. I think we're going to get a better view when we're on the other side. All those cutie giraffes. There are some Ancoli cattle there on the right hand side, too. Those are really cool. Look at their horns. 
Oh, do you see him? Oh, those are new. <laughs> okay, you had me all excited. Like, can you see him? Yeah, that is where they live. I don't. I think they're hiding right now. That's our. I guess they're allowed to do what they want. They're sleeping. I'm not gonna tell them what to do. Wild dogs are terrifying. Sable antelope way on the left-hand side. Those pretty curved horns. Sable antelope are the only antelope that I know of that will not run from a fight. These guys will not run from predators. Instead, they will circle around their young and their weak. They will fight back. They will protect their family. They're very brave. The horns on them curve backwards because when something goes to attack them, they jump on the sable's back. This way they can throw their head back to spirit. Wow. Better look at those Ancoli cattle there. Gorgeous. Only domestic animal in the reserve. I think they're here just because they're really gorgeous. Those horns could be six feet long. Just chilling. Just relax. Let's get a little bit closer too. So no one's scared to giraffe, right? No. Okay, good. If you are, close your eyes because we we're still gotta go through. <laughs> but unless you're made out of tree, you are perfectly safe. These so termite mounds. See if we can get a little bit closer. Very, like, Two guys way over there, but there's a couple of cuties right over here too, which is what I'm aiming for. So Not literally aiming for, don't worry. Of course you're gonna cross the road in front of me. <laughs> neat, neat. Drop, Why drop, wouldn't drop you? Thing. I mean, everybody else does. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> Apologies ahead of time. They really seem to like to do that to me. All right, cutie patootie. Now, this guy crossing the road right now is only a year old, Aww. so he's an adolescent, not really a baby anymore. When they are first born, when they are babies, they are tiny. They're only like six feet tall then. But he's still pretty young, isn't he? He's almost ready to go off on his own, actually. I'm actually a little surprised that he's still here, to be honest. Just staring at us. Hey. So, little thought bubble, bubble on top of him just says uh, there's another cutie over here and some white bearded wildebeest big gray fellows back here are white bearded wildebeest there's a little oh, tiny yeah. antelope also if you can see them they're oh, brown yeah. black and white those are spring now white bearded wildebeest are pretty cool they are one of the very few mammals comfortable being jam-packed tightly together in giant groups huh. this may shock you she humans are the other ones <laughs> it's like people at disney every year about a million and a half of these guys get together to migrate they'll go anywhere between 500 and 1,000 miles, depending on where the food and water is for the season. Yep, he's only a year old as well. There's a, quite a few of them actually right now. Mm -hmm. uh, are you going to cross the street or are you going to stand there? Are, are you? Okay, well, I'm going to go because you're not going. No one's scared, right? right. No need. Keep your fingers and toes in just in case. I know he's an herbivore, but just in case. Hi, Mama. She's pretty. She is a herbivore, but you don't want to anger them anyway, because they still come back. Hi, Mama. No, 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 no. <laughs> She's cute. Yeah, it's They're very so possible pretty. she's asleep right now. Because, <laughs> again, you, you, that 40 minutes is spread out through the day, so, I mean, there's times where they're just for a couple of seconds where they look like they're just completely oblivious to the world. They are sleeping. Uh, so funny. They chew in their sleep. It's true. All right, so next up, we're going to check out Monkey Point. <laughs> what are we looking for? Monkeys. 
I was going to say elephants, but maybe monkeys. We'll try. Let's find out. I don't name these places. I see an elephant. I was right. <laughs> on the left-hand side, you might see some mandrel running around. Mandrel are the largest monkeys in the world. I am actually going to watch the road because I like you and I want to save. There is a monkey under the tree there, though. That is a mandrel, largest monkeys in the world. On the right-hand side, actually showing us the front of himself is a African elephant. Now you can tell African elephant from Asian elephant by their ears. African elephant ears are much larger than Asian elephant ears. And when you can look at the side of them, they're actually shaped like Africa. It's a real easy way to tell the difference. Hey, handsome. It's a baby. Elephant ears? Well, yeah, but that's a pastry. That's okay. <laughs> I don't think you would enjoy the actual elephant ears very well. <laughs> I'll stick to the pastries. I like having cake for breakfast. There's uh, something going on in front of us, which means we're probably stuck. We could stare at these lovely rocks here on the right-hand side while we're waiting. But this is our life now. We make any crossover. We're stuck for just a little bit while we're waiting. I think there's an animal in the road a little bit ahead of us, which does slow us down. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Like you saw the giraffe are just right there. Sometimes I'll walk into the mode and then they'll decide to take that micro nap right in front of the trucks. They do it a lot. I actually kind of expected that one really close to us to do that. So head. <laughs> it's usually only for it, it tops a couple of minutes. So that's not too, too bad. Now that elephant that we saw, he is male. We know that because he's all by himself. Uh -huh, Male elephants about 13-ish years old leave the family. They leave the herd. If they don't willingly, they are booted out because only females are allowed to stay with the family for That's a lifetime. Now, the females <laughs> will stay with their family for life, okay. and they will all listen to the oldest and wisest, the matriarch. It's because they are incredibly intelligent creatures. The males will go off on their own. Sometimes they'll group up with a couple of other guys, make their own bachelor herd, usually under half a dozen. <laughs> but it can be much, much huger depending on how many elephants are around. Otherwise, they just kind of chill on, their, on themselves. And eventually, when we can move this way, I did see a family of elephants further down. I'm hoping that when we get moving again, we'll be able to take a peek at them. There's a whole family up there ahead. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there's one that's only a year old. She's Aww. really cute. They're moving. Unless they stop again. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, oh, you just came right over here. I didn't even... Uh, look at those ears. They're gorgeous. Mm -hmm. They're really big. <laughs> so He's showing off, I think. He's adorable. <laughs> I'm not going to complain. That's awesome. Now, often you'll see them flapping their ears around. That is a great thing that they do. Uh, because there's a lot of blood vessels that run through the ears. And the ears will flap and it will cool off the blood before it goes back into the body. It's a great way to cool everything down during the summer. We're stuck again. But we got closer. I promise we will not have to live here forever. You may feel like it. Okay. I mean, it's kind of nice in here. So and we're not stuck on that bridge. We're going to have to go across that bridge, though. Now, 
I'm preparing myself emotionally. This is not a good bridge. It has been having some trouble. Lost a couple of people earlier today. Just kind of cracked the film off. I'm sure we'll be fine though. <laughs> it's okay. I've, I've, I've got a, uh, a seatbelt. We're good. <laughs> now, they did add some budget cords to the right-hand side, so oh, really good. we should be just fine. We're going to be really careful just in case. Here we go. Everyone think light thoughts. Balloons, feathers, anvils. No, 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 not anvils. Um, small kittens. <laughs> Fantastic news, friends. I'm safe. Okay, we're all safe. And there's a truck in front of us still, but at least we made it across that bridge. Okay. Everyone's still on board, right? Yell if you're off. No? Okay, good. Just checking. We're going to wait here for just a little bit. Let them get a little bit further, and then we're going to get going again. This is a very dramatic way into elephant territory. All completely planned out by the animals. Today it's been white rhino. Hopefully that means that white rhino will be easy for us to see later on, which would be good. Yeah, it didn't break or anything. Maybe it'll break tomorrow. Oh, I found some water. Okay, so red clay. We're going to go around this right here. This is getting exciting. Elephants love red clay. They will use their tusks, they will pull bits of the red clay off, and then they eat it, which sounds kind of weird. But it's actually a very good way for them to get some minerals they don't get in their normal diet because they're herbivores. Like I said, they are really smart creatures. Some tusk marks on their right, which means maybe eventually they're somewhere elephant B. I see some way in the back there. Let's see. We're going to eventually get a little bit closer. most dramatically slow I've driven here in a while. <laughs> oh, I see elephants ahead. Awesome. Elephant crossing. We have a great view of her when we get around this other side. She's beautiful. waiting while sitting at least feel bad for the people still in line <laughs> at least those will lie down makes me feel kind of bad for them but our technical difficulties are almost 100% animal related because they always have the right of way and they know it look at these hey guys Everybody brought a poncho or umbrellas today, right? It's gonna rain. It's coming. They actually do. They play around in it. I love watching it. When it rains, if it's as long as it's not too much of a crazy rain, they will actually jump into the the pool that they have here. And oh, there's the baby. And they'll splash around. They have fun. They enjoy it. We're gonna get really. As long as that baby stays there, we're gonna get a great view of her. If she moves. Well, look at this beautiful mama here. 
fun fact about elephants, since we're stuck very long anyway, is that elephants hate bees. They can't stand bees. They won't go anywhere near them. We've used this information to help elephants because we lose too many. It's an alarming amount. An average of 96 elephants a day are killed just for the ivory of their tusks by poachers. On top of that, they are also killed on a frequent basis by farmers who don't really have a choice. They have to protect their farmlands. Family of elephants can strip crops in just a matter of minutes, and these girls get, you know, 10, 14,000 pounds. It's really hard to stop them. Also going through water. <laughs> so Disney researchers got together. I'm actually really proud of this, if you can't tell. Oh, she's behind now. And created beehive fences. They took beehive fences, put them around the perimeter of a bunch of farmlands in Kenya to see what would happen, and it works. That's not only do the elephants not touch the crops with the beehive fences, they even tell each other for miles around to stay away from the entire area. Huh. Turns out elephants actually have their own word, their very own sound for, hey, there's bees, stay away. I do too, but it's usually just screaming. Greater Flamingo on the left-hand side are the largest of all flamingo, and oh, there you guys are. I haven't seen you all day. On the right-hand side, largest antelopes in the world. These are Patterson's eland. They're gorgeous. All muscle, as you can tell, too. Really pretty. Those guys right there can hit eight feet straight up in the air. That's how strong they are. Nifty. I like flamingos. They're pretty neat. Flamingos have like the coolest name of group ever. Flamingo group is called a flamboyance. <laughs> Alright, I check out the mud pits. Probably not a lot going on right now. Mud is something animals love to roll around in when it's hot. It feels good, it cools them off. Gives them protection from the sun, none of which is a problem right now because it's downright chilly and a whole lot of clouds. Oh, I see something taking a nap in a strange place up on the right-hand side. There's a white rhino up there. Look at those. You're beautiful. Hey. Big old girl. She's around four to 5,000 pounds. That's their average weight there. Let's see if we can see her in front of her. Let me go around this way. There we go. Look at that cute face. Now they're called white rhino for a mistake. We thought they were saying white when uh, the Afrikaans term is vite with a V. Vite means wide. They have a much wider lip than black rhinos, and they use that for great big open areas. You see the cheetah over in front of us still? Oh, she's moving. That, oh, wow, she's moving? They move? Hold on, let's get closer. Wait, that sounds horrible. Hey, look at this dangerous animal. Let's get closer. Oh, wow. This weather has just been amazing for animal sighting, hasn't it? Beautiful, fastest land animal in the world, when she wants to be. They're also the only diurnal African cat, the only daytime African cat, because they don't have to wait till it's nighttime and then sneak up on their prey to catch it. These girls just run, you know, 60 miles an hour. And usually that's hard, you can see them kind of in the back somewhere, and it's either, either a pile of leaves or maybe a cheetah. Yeah, that was awesome. I love this weather. This is this is a little bit more uh, challenging during summer because usually you see like two or three animals. Everything else is hiding in the shade. And coming up is the Kopi next. Kopi are oh wow, where lions live apparently. You see them up there? Normally they're hiding and we can't see them at all. But again, this cooler weather is fantastic. They spend 18, 20 plus hours a day resting, sleeping, doing 11 nothing. 
Nighttime is when they're active. Well, maybe we'll see some more. I don't know. I'm gonna go find out. Here's another white rhino on there, right? Oh, you're so beautiful. There's another white rhino coming right up there too. Oh, there's a female. Oh, there's two females. Wow, this is a good day. Um, black rhino are very, very territorial and they will do terrible things to the truck and the people in it. These guys don't care. These are the most chill animals and my favorite animal for this reason. They, they're just really calm. Which is really upsetting because poaching these guys is as easy as walking up to them. So we don't have to worry about them for the most part. Hi. Hi ladies and gentlemen. That is so awesome. Yeah, normally they'd be already, like, because anytime they want to go inside, they can go inside. And let's face it, fans, air conditioning, who wouldn't? I come around this way. Ooh, zebra. And are we lucky today? Are we lucky? Are we lucky? I see the tusks. Oh, there, there's one. Easy to see. There's a warthog having a sleep on the left. Actually facing us, you can see the tusks helps. Yeah, it's good one. You're right. Largest burrowing animal. We're going to get nice and close to zebra, too. I like zebra. They're pretty calm. They're easy to spook, though. You want to watch out with them. You don't want to spook them. They are fierce. And a kick from the back of the zebra can break a lion's jaw. They are very strong animals. Hi. Beautiful. These are pretty girls right here. Those rhino again on the right. Ostrich eggs on the right. Zebra on the left. If anybody's curious, um, zebra are black with white stripes. You can actually tell by looking at their nose the skin is black. I ruined the joke forever, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's kind of neat to know, yeah. Yeah, there is. Uh, there's a lot of ostrich here. They're hiding in the bush right now, I think. They are all female, so they do get lots of eggs here. No males, so nothing ever hatches. They take those eggs and turn them into giant trees for some of the other animals on the reserve. Really, an idea. Those eggs are about three pounds each, have the equivalent of two dozen chicken eggs in each one. It's a fun bridge. Now, we began our journey together in a forest. We're going to round out the end of our time together in another little forest. This is Magadi Glen. It's been really quiet lately, though I do see a yellow billed stork. I should see two. There's the other one. On the right hand side, just kind of chilling. These guys have a wingspan around five feet on them, actually, pretty wow. adorable. Whoa! It's so cute. They love to follow behind hippos and crocs and rivers. Those heavy animals pick up a lot of silt from the riverbeds, which has got, you know, all kinds of different food for them. It's really smart. Many of the animals we got to see today. We still have due to conservation. You've probably already heard conservation messages. Today you're going to hear it continuing on because we, we're kind of big on that. And the neat thing is not all of it is huge like this. Not all of it is reserves and catching poachers and global things. There are tiny little things that can be done every single day by anyone anywhere in the world. These are the things that make the most difference, the most impact for Earth. As you go along today, please read the plaques, you know, the signs that are everywhere. There is a mountain of information about the world, some really cool facts. You can even see something that looks like fun to try at home in your own backyard. Because even backyard conservation means survival for something, and really all of the animals do have it. All right, go ahead and yell out for me if you're no longer on the truck and I lost you on a reserve somewhere. <laughs> Uh-oh, only one? That's not bad. 
Cool, 99% I'll take it. All right, we're going to be coming up to some docks here. Almost ready to let you escape me and enjoy the rest of your day. You enjoyed this, of course you did. And would like to see some more animals from Africa. There's a place next door called Gorilla Falls. It is a walking trail chock full of animals and information. Totally awesome. If you have little ones, grab the stroller first. It is about a 15 to 20 minute hike and worth every step. It's gorgeous over there. To get us on to here, make sure once you leave me, check those rows as you go. And thank you so much for coming with me. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. You guys have a fantastic day. That was awesome. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we 